Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Want to earn extra cash for the holidays? Amazon Flex is expanding in the San Francisco Bay Area. Opportunities in Richmond, Oakland, and Daly City. Earn around $20 to $27 an hour delivering packages with Amazon. All you need is a car, a smartphone, and some free time. This is a great opportunity to be your own boss, deliver when you want, and make extra money. With Amazon Flex, you'll have flexible hours and great earnings. To get started, download the app at flex.amazon.com. That's F-L-E-X amazon.com. You must be at least 21 years old. Limited opportunities available. Get started at flex.amazon.com. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast, midweek special edition. Um, Before we react to the Champions League games involving the Premier League clubs, of course, including that fantastic game where Man City beat Barcelona 3-1, we've not had a chance, my friend Mr. Earl, to to chat about Swansea City and going to Stoke, away from home, um, another defeat for Bob Bradley, 3-1, and... What, what were your kind of overriding thoughts of, of how that game turned um, out? I think that the overriding thought, Rob, is that Bob Bradley will have to make decisions over the next week or two how he feels his team are going to be best suited to, to staying, to making sure they're in the, in the Premier League. Now, there was elements who were part of the game that I thought were reasonably encouraging um, in the first half. I thought there wasn't too much between the teams, although the score was was one one, and, and Stoke had hit the hit the bar three uh, the post and, and ball three times. But I just felt Rob as though Bob Bradley and this group have to decide: Are they going to try and play their way out out of trouble, which is very difficult? We we have seen it in the past, but very few and far between, and it's risky. Or are they going to say, you know what, we've got to clamp down a little bit, we've got to be less expansive, we've got to sit our full-backs in at times, become a difficult bank of four, and wait for our counter-attack chances. Because at 1-1, the game's in the balance. At 3-1, the, the points go to Stoke. A few, you know, pats on the back, oh, they didn't do too bad here. But really, when we're, when we're breaking this down, did Swansea do enough to get all three points? No. Do they look strong enough at the moment to, to play their way out of football? No. So Bob Bradley, Rob, has to make some big calls in terms of how he wants to play, maybe how he thinks people are going to perceive him, if that's important to him. But I think the, the way they go forward and, and, and the manner in which they want to stay in the football club now is going to be really important, certainly over the next few weeks, because they're in that bottom two, Rob, and, and if that gap starts growing, we know what that can mean. Yeah, I, I think I agree. I think there's a couple of a couple of things here. I, I, I imagine that when he started at the club, Rob, and some of the things that he said at the start about understanding mm-hmm. the traditions of, of Swansea City and how they play, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, I can understand that he wants to play that way. He wants to pick a team that, that's creative, that's comfortable yeah. on the ball, that can play out, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. He's taken his time. He has swapped out um, experienced centre-backs, and replace those with new signings, younger players, inexperienced mm-hmm. in the Premier League. So he's made some big calls there. So I understand the approach to start with. Now, we've had a few games now. It's three games, no wins yet, and two, yeah. two losses. And, you know, they haven't been easy games, but there's nothing yeah. easy in the Premier League. My, my thing now is, does he continue with this philosophy and try and play out and try and open attacking game against all teams? Because that's yeah. what this was. This was an open 
let's go toe to toe. We're mm. confident we can outplay you and score more goals. Now it didn't work out, and they could have conceded yeah. more. Now some of that football, like you said, is really really good. But going forward, I I just think Rob, because it is still early in the season, though I, yeah. I get we're, we're what we a quarter done almost or just past. Mm. Um, the the critical thing, and I was listening to, for his interview afterwards of whether he yeah. talked about the approach, the style. He didn't. Mm. Now he either continues to go this way and backs his players' ability to play their way out of trouble, or, mm. which I think that he's going to need to do, and I hope he's going to do, is that he says, okay, we tried that for four, three, four, five games. We're, we're in a real situation now, and Gwydalene yeah. got this team out by digging in, grinding away. I'm going to have to do the same. Now, my question mm. to you, Rob, is... I, I know that's what I think will happen. Um, do yeah. you think he will do that? And will it be obvious or is he going to continue the same way? My concern, Rob, and I'm going to be totally frank and honest, my concern is that Bob Bradley's come here for two jobs. One, obviously, to keep Swans in the league. But one, I think he's looking to build his, maybe American coaches generally, reputation. It's, it took a long time for Bob to get this opportunity. He's worked hard. No, there's no doubt in that he, he deserves his chance. He, he's been in Europe. He's been in difficult places. He's generally left clubs and, and, and uh, national teams in better situations than when he went in. But I, I'm a little concerned that this is also about him wanting to do it a certain style, him wanting to show that we can play through the lines and we can you know, play with the tempo and we can do the high press and, and all the buzzwords and all the things yeah. that we hear from Klopp, we hear from Con- uh, Conte, we hear from Mourinho, we hear from Guardiola, who've got a whole different range and, 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 and range of players that they can, can work from. I'm a little concerned, Rob, that, that that becomes as important as the points. And eventually he'll get judged on, do Swansea play, stay in the league will be, is, the, is the first and really only barometer in which he'll get judged. If they do, and then he wants to move it on with a transfer window, with a different group of players, Rob, he can do that. But I'm a little concerned about what maybe he feels people are going to be saying about the style of football if he bunkers in and if he makes it ugly and if he says, maybe, you know, he's thinking, well, they'll say anybody can make it ugly. He's not a great coach. No, let me tell you, you have to be a certain coach and bring discipline and organisation. And also, Rob, with with Bob Bradley and, you know, we've, I mean, I've been in this country for 10 years. I've seen Mm. Bob Bradley's work with the national team. I mean, it wasn't as though he is that, that yeah. technical mm. and, and that expansive as a coach. He, with the US national team, he did a great job of being two banks of four, working hard, organized, roll your sleeves up and grind away and get great results. Yeah. That's what makes it a little surprising, but that's what makes me think that he can and he will, maybe after another couple of games. In fact, the games are so difficult now, he, he's probably going to be forced to do that. But yeah. I think he will go that way and then... Um, we will see. I think the team's starting to get some points and build it a conference. Just finally just, on it, Rob. Yeah, I was going to go. Did you, did, you, um, did you, afterwards he said about his team lacking conference as if that yeah. was the main reason. Yeah. I, 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 didn't, I didn't agree with him. This is an interesting one, and it's somewhere I wanted to lead as, as just as, as we made close on Swansea and look to the, the Champions League games, obviously, this week. But I didn't totally agree, but I get that, listen... Confidence, Rob, as we know, and playing well and feeling good comes with, with winning games. And Swansea haven't won a game since yeah. the first day of the season. So I get that. I also get sometimes younger players going in the team who, 
you've not found that mental steel that, you, you know, you can go out every week. If you take a defeat, you can bust yourself down and get on. Because Bob Bradley's come into the team and made a couple of big changes. We refer was back in the team, but it dropped. You know, Amat was out of the team. Fernandez is out of the team. Rangel was out of the team and came back. Now, I just want to lead you down the road. And, and I just it's, it's just to get your thoughts on and something maybe we'll look at as the season goes on. But managers sometimes come in and make big calls, leave experienced players out, and he has every right because he likes what he sees in some of the young guys, etc., etc. Rob, we've both been in dressing rooms where we've seen experienced players left bit, bit out. We've probably been those experienced left out. And sometimes it can be dangerous, can't it? Because older pros can be cancerous. Older pros can have a, have a say in that dressing room behind closed doors that can affect managers. Let's be honest, we've all known there's been one or two rumbles by people out of the team, and if results don't go well, there will be one or two maybe saying, mm, you know, all these cracked up to be, is he this guy? We're still in the bottom two, three, we ain't won games, bloody, bloody, blah. Is that something Bob Bradley has to be a little bit careful of? Does he have to, have to understand that of the mentality of players in this league? Yeah, possibly. I think he does, and I totally agree with you. I mean, I, I'm looking, uh, you know, when you think about the players that, that have been left out. I mean, Jordi and Matt, mm-hmm. and Al Ranhel, who's 34 yeah, years of yeah. age, very experienced player, Fereko Fernandez, 27-year-old mm-hmm. uh, Argentine. Neil Taylor's been left out a little bit as well. He's back in the side. So, yes, that can happen. Um, good man management, a new manager, probably buys him a little bit of time. But the longer the results are poor and the experienced first-team regulars, in inverted commas, mm-hmm. are not playing... I absolutely agree that they will be starting to, to, to you know, whisper around the dressing room and, and maybe question the manager. Now, that's something that, that Bob Bradley's going to have to think about. Um, he, he actually might, with the way that they're playing at the back, Rob, he might bring mm. them back in the side. I mean, he could say, yeah. listen, I have to give everybody a go. Um, so I think we've got to give him, I mean, yeah. it's still yeah, very early and, he, and he's got players that he can bring back into the side. Um, and I think he, you know, we he, he will get given time. I mean, I mean, if he, if he can get a result at the yeah. weekend on Saturday, Sunday, he plays Manchester United at home. I mean, that could turn it all around. But that's a big if, isn't it? Yeah, big one, but uh, big opportunity. We see Swansea have a couple of good days against the big boys, uh, Liberty Stadium. We're looking forward to that one at the weekend on Sunday. Let, let's turn our attention to midweek, Robin. Well, it was just over two weeks ago, some people were saying, Pep Guardiola, is it, is it really what he's cracked up to be? I mean, whatever, 14 days later, people are saying Pep's the Messiah. I mean, magnificent win for Manchester City. Some are suggesting it's probably the finest European night Manchester City have had in the Champions League. Would you go along with that, Rob? Yeah, I mean, I think it's hard not to say that. Um, and, I, and of course, it was a, a brilliant game of football. Um, mm. It could have turned out differently in the first yeah. half, of course, because Barca looked so in control. Um, so, of course, of course, excellent mm. second half performance. I think a very clever little uh, tactical change that, that made a big difference that, that people didn't really catch up on really is, yeah. is Kevin De Bruyne moved from an outside yeah. left to a number 10 position. They went 4 2 3 1 or 4 4 2 close to it with, with yeah. Kevin De Bruyne being the withdrawn striker. That got De Bruyne in the game all the time in a central area, threading those passes through. And and just on him, Rob, I mean, he, he's a really special player, isn't he? I mean, he, he's he's top draw. I mean, yeah. he could fit into any team, yeah. and I mean any team in the world, and look very comfortable. I, I think he's a top, 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 top talent. 
Yeah, and he's understated, isn't he? He almost like doesn't look like the modern-day footballer. He ain't got the, the, the haircut, the tattoos, the, the style. He doesn't dab, he isn't wearing the gold boots. But there's a certain guy, and I put a tweet out yesterday, and it wasn't meant to be mischievous, but just in terms of... And what I said, you know, De Bruyne is doing for City what Manchester United fans are waiting for Pogba to start doing at United. And, and what I meant of, and you've hit the point there, was not necessarily where they play or the different time they've been at, at the football clubs or whatever, even the money. And I know Pogba's a lot more money than De Bruyne, as much as De Bruyne was. What I was talking about was the influence on his teammates, the influence on a group of good players and how he brings something different, how he can make players around him better, look better and create opportunities. And yes, I know he's playing it in, in the number 10 role and maybe Manchester City are more developed in, term of the te- developed in terms of the team, but his influence, Rob, his ability to get on the ball around big players, around Aguero and, and Sterling and Silva and, and help and dictate and sometimes play the simple ball, which he does brilliantly, as well as, as playing, doing the difficult things. He's just an outstanding, intelligent footballer who, uh, who is a difference maker. You know, we, we, we've got a, a pitch full of stars and MSN at the other end and, and all, you know, great individual talents. But uh, I have to say on, on the performance, Kevin De Bruyne doesn't look out, out of place when we're talking about that level of football. Yeah, I think, I think going back to the back four was better. That Man City yeah. are much better in a back four. Pablo Zabaleta yeah. was a player that was fit again. He played. Stayed think, at home as well, didn't they? Well, I thought they would have a little bit more stayed at home, a little bit tighter to the centre-backs. So there wasn't so much expansion or bombing into midfield. They, they did what good full-backs should do, really. Stayed nice and solid. Didn't give too many opportunities, um, after, certainly in the second half. Yeah, and also with their style... Um, you know, we got a couple of shots of, of Pop, uh, Pep right at the end, kind of asking yeah. his goalkeeper to put it long, and they yeah. did. Mm. They took less risks. They hit more long balls because Pep, uh, Barca's high press was really, really good. So that that shows you that Pep, I think he he's not stupid. He won't try mm. and mm. Uh, and keep trying to play out and keep getting mistakes um, when they try and play out. So I think that was interesting. Another player that that I think we should talk about a little bit is Ilkay Gundogan. Yeah. This, this kid yeah. from, from Borussia Dortmund, I, we mm-hmm. both watched him a lot for Dortmund and love yeah. his technicality, his reliability on the ball. But getting goals mm. from midfield with this City team, I mean, that again now, I mean, what's he got? I think it's four in two, isn't well, it? He's got yeah. four goals in two yeah, games. Two, two at the weekend uh, against West Brom in the 4-0 win there. Gets two against Barcelona. Uh, you know, it I makes mean, a difference, God, doesn't it? You've got a midfield player. Doesn't half make a difference. Doesn't half take a bit of pressure off Aguero. Doesn't half make you a lot more dangerous. When you've got a player like that, who can, who can add? I thought Raheem Sterling Rob played excellent during the game. I think his game's developing. I think he's understanding his roles better. His link-up play with, with his centre-forwards and, and full-backs is getting better. And two things for me, Rob, on the course of the night. And I thought it was a night where it's almost like I was, I was saying to myself, Man City were like, in, in, in American terms, they were 21 last, last night. It was the night that they kind of grew up and, and, and became adult. Now... Because of that, do, does expectancy grow? Having beaten Barcelona at home, does expectancy start to grow now that they could be a Champions League winner, given any night, given if everybody's fit? You know, maybe Vincent Company to come back into that team, whether Bravo plays or Caballero, that might be up for grabs. But, you know, now it's like last night, Rob, we'll start getting people thinking, you know what, this, 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 this team on any given night can go toe-to-toe with the best in Europe. That's what I wanted to, to ask you, mate, and, and have a, a little chat about is, mm. it is or was that game a defining moment for this football club? Mm. And what I mean by that is that 
The owners of Man City want Manchester City to be one of the elite. Now, the elite, as I see it right now, is Barcelona, yeah. Real Madrid, yeah. and Bayern Munich of superpowers uh, for a long period of time, by the way. And we understand Correct. that City are a long way behind that. Yeah. But that's where this club, mm-hmm. the owners and the manager, want to bring them. Now, I'm not saying that we're going to start talking that that's a four now in Manchester City. But no. is, is there enough confidence? Is this <laughs> result big enough to make everybody at that football club believe that, you know what, we're not that far behind these big boys with the players we've got, mm. with the coach that we've got now in Pep Guardiola, and that they can see a road ahead where they can join, join those three giants? Well, that's obviously a, that's a plan. And, and, and this has been a plan that's been in the works for probably two or three years when you think of the executives all upstairs, Rob, have all been getting themselves in place for the right thing. The academy that they spent fortunes on and all the backroom staff to get that in place. They haven't just had the guy who they thought is the, is the one to take them on. We know that, that, that that's been rectified now. Pep Guardiola is that man. Are they ready yet to, to, add, to bring to the table of the level of clubs you talked about? Not yet for me. Still a little bit more to do. But what they've shown is, with the right tactic... And on a night when they can nullify some of the threats of the opposition, yes, then they're in a position, Rob, where they can they can they can have a go with, with some of the biggest teams in Europe. But if, if both teams play well, and I talk of a Real Madrid, a Bayern Munich, and, and a, a Barcelona, I still think they beat Manchester City as things stand. So it was an encouraging night. I think it's a step, a big step forward. I think that's what Pep now will, will want to sort of go back to his owners when he looks at his next window, which will probably be in the summer when they, they go for the next kind of big round of players. But that's what he will be looking to, to get a team where he knows when he goes away to Barcelona, he can be just as confident as he is when he plays at the Etihad. Yeah, I, I agree, mate. And I think it's, it's a, it was a brilliant night for Man City. The only mm. the last thing I would say about it is that I certainly, it wasn't lost on me that, that some major players for Barcelona were not playing. Yeah. Jordi Alba left back, Gerard Piquet, mm. Andres Iniesta. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and, I, and I would say as well that there's not the same need for that three points last night. I'm not trying to dampen it for Man City. No. I think it's fair that we, we, we mention that, that, that Barca, you know, maybe they'll meet in the tournament a bit later on, but they weren't at mm. their very best. OK, the other game that was involving English team, of course, was yeah. Arsenal. They went to mm. Ludogorets and we had in to come Arsenal, to we trust really Moscow in Arsenal, we trust. Even 2-0 down after 10 oh, minutes. God. In Arsenal, we trust. What about Olivier Giroud? We give him a little bit of a ribbing on, on, at the weekend, saying about he can, Sanchez can't miss chances like Giroud. He comes on, scores two at, at the weekend, mm. and then, and then come, comes in and, and gets himself another goal. Three goals in, in two games for him. And, I mean, Rob, we, before we talk about anything else, let, let's just pay a moment of respect to Mesut Ozil in the goal that he scores to win the game. I mean, come on. Let, let, let's, I mean, that's, that's a bit of brilliance. That, that, mm. If that's Messi, we've seen that, like, a million times. Yeah, beautiful. Beautiful ball over the top. The ball was kind of bouncing. He, he lobbed it over and his touch and his composure. And I think those two last words, touch and composure, yeah. I mean, every time you watch Mesut Ozil play... I, I, I fasc- I'm just fascinated with the time that he has on the ball and the time he takes on the ball. He never, never, never rushes if he doesn't have to rush. And this is another example. He goes over the goalkeeper and then just takes his time and looks to see what happens ahead of him. It was a, a marvellous goal, fantastic for him. I mean, he, he, he's frustrated me in, in the past with his sometimes his, his 
his kind of his style of being looks kind of lazy or disinterested. Mm-hmm. But I, I, of course, have got the utmost respect for his skill, for his talent, for his ability. And that's why I've been frustrated because I, I think there should be more from him, more goals. Um, and that's what we're seeing so far this season. I thought it was interesting. You know, Giroud back to him up front. Yeah. Alexis on the left-hand side and they've won. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. uh, it's other ex-players, you know, high, more highly regarded than me are saying, I'm, I'm talking about Thierry Henry, is yeah. that Giroud should come from the bench. Alexis yeah. Sanchez should continue as the number nine mm-hmm. because that's what's been working. Yeah. You, for, two questions. Would you do that? And what do you think Wenger's going to do? I'm exactly with, with Thierry Henry. I think that Giroud's brilliant, even better that he's in the kind of form he's in, that I know it after 60, 65, 70 minutes of the game, he can come in, he's sharp, he's hungry. Perfect. But don't change what's been going so well. Don't change what's been one of the points of difference. Alexis Sanchez, I think, is enjoying, it looks to me, uh, the weekend, like he's enjoying playing up front again and causing problems to, to, to teams. So, no, I, I, I'm, I'm totally with that. I, I'd like to see Alexis stay down in the middle. I'd like to see Jerusalem come on the bench and just think that, you know, players are coming back now. They, they've gone to squad. The Ramseys are coming back. Welbeck was apparently is close. We'll have to see what happens at the weekend in, in the North London derby. But, yeah, I just wanted to look, to look at us. And, and I, was, I just got a note of their last 15 games, Rob. one twelve, drew three, lost nine. Goals for 37. Goals against nine. Yeah, but we've seen this before, Robbie. Oh, we hold on, hold on a minute. It's, hold on a minute, because this is exactly my point. Now, if Manchester City are on that run, if Manchester United Don't are on care. that run, if Chelsea, if Chelsea had the past are on that run, we go, oh, dominating yeah. football, yeah, right in the group, but... Uh, we're not when Arsenal in that room, we don't yeah. appreciate we don't appreciate what they're doing. We start saying what is gonna come, what what's what's, what's gonna happen. It's like, but it's, it's like David Louise, Robbie. Here's my here's my counter argument. You say David Louise, everybody looks at the downside, no one tells us what it's doing. Hold on. You're saying David Louise is playing well at the moment, while most people go, Oh, he's, he's gonna make a mistake. Well, shouldn't we just say David Louise is playing well and wait for the mistake? Like we should say, Arsenal are playing particularly well, and let's wait to see what, when when the thing comes. Now, you, when it comes, I'm sure you're going to be quickly on the on the next podcast saying, "I told you so." But it's a bit like Leicester City at the top of the table. Ah, they can't be there. Let's give credit where it's due. Fifteen games, no defeats, thirty-seven goals scored. <laughs> in Arsenal, we trust. Go on, the guns. Oh, crikey! <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's just. Uh, we, we will see. Uh, but, we will see. Uh, everybody, Robbie, everybody can say, right? Mm. Oh, this is great. We will see how they go. Well, that's not that's not given an opinion. That's not given a strong kind of uh, opinion about what might happen. I'm saying I've seen this so many times before that something along the road will derail them and they won't be able to manage it. I mean, you know, okay. last uh, year was the time, Rob, because, you know, yeah. Man City are looking good again. It'll be hard for Arsenal to beat Man City. But well, as you said, we will see. And I remember this conversation just before we move on to Spurs. We're not quite doing so well. But just before I, I say that, just remember this time last season, you were telling me Leicester City <laughs> can't be top four, Rob. They'll drop off. They'll be six or seven. It's a great start. Yeah, but, but that's an incredible, incredibly rare bloody possibility in a story. And, like and, and I'm saying to you, this Arsenal team is stacked with talent. And you're, you're saying they're going to win? No, so I'm, saying you're, I'm saying that you're saying Leicester couldn't and did it. And, and, Ars- and Arsenal now what? Arsenal are any worse than Leicester? 
Messi. Yeah, but it's, it's just so different. I mean, Let's if you, me if you say they're going to win it, I'm saying they're not going to win it. Are you saying they're going to win it then, Arsenal? Let's move on to Spurs. We'll yeah. talk about Arsenal at the weekend. Spurs had not another good day at Wembley, Rob. Uh, a defeat two games now at, uh, at the England Stadium, but nothing for them doing uh, again today. No uh, one goal scored, two defeats. Um, Leverkusen. We're the better team, Rob, to be honest. I thought they actually deserved the win. Spurs look to me as though they're caught between a rock and a hard place. Don't quite know where they are. The, the press is not as much. They like they're, they've got the same energy level. Disjointed, I know Harry Kane makes it makes a big difference at one end. Alderweireld, I think, is more key than maybe people think uh, at the back. Uh, Victor Wanyama, I think, who's, who's trying his best and working all over the pitch, but not getting the midfield support. And a few worrying signs out for Pochettino. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I you know, they've, there's been talk about Wembley being dif- different mm-hmm. and difficult for Spurs, and I get that. I mean, it, it, it is vast and mm-hmm. it is very different. It's nowhere. It's so different to White Hart Lane. Yes. You know, we both played at both places, mm-hmm. and it's my goodness, it's so different. So I understand that. But yeah, worrying. I mean, Leverkusen, a mid-table team in the Bundesliga. Yeah. And the confidence was there to attack, to press really high. They looked the better team throughout the game. Uh, and Spurs, disappointing. Disappointing wherever you want to look. And I'll tell you where I want to look. I want to look at the right wing and right midfield. Yeah. Moussa Sissoko. Mm-hmm. A few excellent games in the European Championships uh, in the summer. And then, of course, Spurs, you know, go for him. At, what was it, $40 million? I absolutely was, was never sure about this guy, and it was a really bad game for him. And when you yeah. look at what, what's going on up front, and I'm not being too hard on Vincent Janssen, he came into the game and played up front, and I love his energy, I love his kind of physicality and his appetite for the game, but, but I would have spent the money, I guess it's easy to say in, in, in after the fact, but, but Sissoko's money, an inconsistent wide player, when well, you've got other decent wide players at the club, they're lacking big time. Big time in the centre-forward position with Harry Kane's injury and it's going to cost him in the Premier League and it might actually cost him of, of going forward in the Champions League now in this group because it was always a tight, tight group. And, you know, I think they're still second or very, you know, they're still in the, Of course, they've got a chance now, but that striker situation is just not good. No, I think, they're, I think they might have gone third now. I think it might be Monaco, right. Leverkusen and Spurs. I'm going to throw a name at you, Robin. You know, at times he's not my favourite. Christian Eriksen. And just just hold that thought a moment. So I'm saying it, it, it in, in your in your team of top four, top five, top six clubs, you've got your guy who plays in the hole or plays usually left side and drifts in. So I'm thinking of at Manchester City, David Silva. At Chelsea, I'm thinking of Eddie Hazard. At Arsenal, I'm thinking of Mesut Özil. Maybe even for Leicester, I'm talking about Riyad Mahrez. Christian Eriksen should be that player for Spurs, Rob, and I don't see it. I don't see enough command of the ball. I don't see enough demanding more from his teammates. I don't see enough through passes. I don't see enough clinical balls. I don't see enough end product. As good a player as he is, Rob, and I know he's taunting, I know he's got lots of technique, and, and I, I just want more, and I know he's young. At some point, you've got to say, hold on a minute, you, you almost give this guy a bit of a free reign to, to be your playmaker. Yeah. Over a period of season, Rob, I'm not sure you get enough from Christian Eriksen. Yeah, I, listen, I think you're being a bit unfair there because, and I know what you mean, and I'm not going to disagree with you when you compare him to those other players, but I think that's an unfair comparison. And Why? I think, Why is it unfair? Well, I, I just don't think, in terms of probably his salary 
his situation at his football club. Yeah, but, but, I don't think he's on the. Le- I don't think he's in that category. But, 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 but let's forget salary and all that for a moment. Just it's not as good up, as those guys. Yeah, the setup of our team. So you, you're going to have your legs maybe with Deli Ali. You got your wide plays, your son and Mas- uh, Sissoko. Weber's going to mind. You got your, your your sitters in your midfield, like all the team. You know, Kante and Matic. You've got Wanyama and things. And then you get your guy who you say, when we get it into him. You know, Payet yeah, does it at the start. He's the guy who's going to make it happen. What he doesn't make it happen for me, Rob, in that in that position. I just don't, I think I just think when you compare him with an Özil, it was forty million pounds and Sanchez and Azard, who's a multi, you know, was a very expensive. I just don't and think Morris, he's the same. And, yeah, Maris, yeah, Payet, Payet, yeah, Payet's Pi, a good shout, but in 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 general, he's not for me on on that level. And, and in the football club, I mean, Spurs, are we putting? Unfair kind of expectation on the club, no, that, no, you know. That, no, that, that so the top, but they're not. They're not that. They're not that elite of the of the, of the the old money big giants of English football, and yet we expect them to compete at the very highest level. No, but we we talk them last season about possible winners. Yeah. We talk about the, the young group. We talk about well, the, the manager's done a great job. Best, best yeah. back four in the year in the league. One of the best young players. So I don't think we can we can ease off them when they don't go well and then pull them up when they do. Yeah. I think we've got to take an approach. And I just you know I just look at Christian Eriksen and I think give me some more. Give, yeah. Be that number ten for your club. Your team needs you now. There's no Kane. Things aren't going for you. Get on the ball and make it happen. But yeah, you know I might be a little bit harsh. Let's, one, one more game in, in midweek we want to talk about. Leicester City, 0-0 clean sheet against Copenhagen. I believe they're the first team in Champions League history to not concede in their first four games in the Champions League. So another milestone for this Leicester City team. Ten points now. Top of what some will say an easy group, but you know what? You, the Spurs group didn't look that difficult and, and they're having a little bit more difficult time of it. So congratulations again to Ranieri and, and his men who continue to, to keep putting the points together. Yeah, nice start, my friend. Nice start. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, any result like this, a good result away from home. Again, he went with a 4-4-2. Musa got the start alongside Vardy up front. And it looks like they're going to go through. It's an amazing story. Yeah. I mean, there's different people are saying how far they can go in this competition. I mean, I think yeah. what, what we, you sh- we can never now underestimate this manager or this group of players and what they could potentially do in a knockout situation. Mm. We know the atmosphere at that stadium in Leicester, mate. We've been there ourselves. We stood on that sideline. It's a crazy good atmosphere. In two legs, yeah. defensively strong, counter-attacking pace that they've got. There's no mm. reason why they can't have a really good run and surprise a lot of the big boys. Do you know what was, what was funny as well? I read a line before the game, and, and whether people know or not, it, it was just that the last time the, the Leicester lads were in Copenhagen, it was this just this time last year, just before Christmas. Remember that fancy dress they went and they went to Copenhagen, <laughs> apparently. And then all of a sudden, the next time, two months later, they're in the Champions League, leading the way, and looking like they're going to get in the knockout stages. So, brilliant story as it is. And just a quick note, Rob, I just want to let people know that I've got this download coming on at the weekend. I sat down oh. with Claudio Ranieri in the summer, so look out for that over the weekend. I've got to tell you, he is a fascinating listener. He's a fascinating bloke, and it's a great story, the Leicester City story. But that's it, mate, for another midweek Champions League. And, of course, we'll see how Manchester United get on against Fenerbahce in the Europa League tomorrow. And others in Southampton taking on into Milan. That's a decent game as well. And we'll be back with another Premier League podcast at the weekend when Chelsea will have a test against Everton. Swansea's Bob Bradley hosts Manchester United at Liberty Stadium. They could do with three points. And 
the very small matter of the North London Derby. For an in-depth discussion on that North London Derby, who's in better shape for the game at the Emirates, don't forget the two Robbies football show, 5pm Eastern Time, each and every Premier League Saturday on NBC Sports Radio. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Want to earn extra cash for the holidays? Amazon Flex is expanding in the San Francisco Bay Area. Opportunities in Richmond, Oakland, and Daly City. Earn around $20 to $27 an hour delivering packages with Amazon. All you need is a car, a smartphone, and some free time. This is a great opportunity to be your own boss, deliver when you want, and make extra money. With Amazon Flex, you'll have flexible hours and great earnings. To get started, download the app at flex.amazon.com. That's F-L-E-X amazon.com. You must be at least 21 years old. Limited opportunities available. Get started at flex.amazon.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.